0: Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table and solutions. We are so excited today, and I am so excited today. I have a very sweet, anointed, special guest in the studio today that I've known for uh, about a year, and I just love her. You guys, I want to introduce you to my friend, my colleague, and this mighty woman of God, Shay Carey. Hi, Shay. Hi, How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy you're here. Me too. And I'm now really that you're excited. back in Vegas. Yes. I'm back. Because you went on a journey. I did. Which, <laughs> I'm which, so uh, glad I'm back. Uh, yeah. I want to talk to you about that because first of all, I don't even know the original reason why we met is because you applied for a job at Hookers for Jesus. I did. And I was so happy about it because I knew that you had this past and that is so helpful when we're working with trafficking victims that have been used and abused and thrown away by society. So I thought that was just super rich that you had that. And this is the thing is I don't know the whole story. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I is a little tiny pieces. Yeah. Why I brought you here today about, you know, your past, but also the triumph that you've, brought yourself through through your faith and you told me earlier that you know you thought you knew Jesus but you didn't really know Jesus absolutely and so can we talk about like who you are and how it started your journey so I'm Shay Carey um, and pretty much
1: I have known the Lord since I was very young, um, introduced to, Oh, probably about four or five. Okay. So my mom, she was recently saved at the time and I knew Jesus, you know, uh, through my mom and pretty much through life though. I kind of went my own way at certain points. Um, I always knew who God was. I always knew to call on him. Um, but life just kind of, as it went through, you know, it, it took a lot of twists and turns, mm-hmm. you know. Um, very young, I suffered from depression, right. you know. Um, had attempted suicide maybe between six and eight was the wow. first time. Wow, um, that young. Yeah, and looking back, it's like, what does a kid that young know about
0: wanting to die? Right. Yeah. So I want to ask a question. Where was your daddy? Do you remember My you father, had? he passed very okay. early.
1: I think I was about 18 months when he passed. So you didn't
0: really have a daddy?
1: No, absolutely not. So
0: that that makes sense. Yeah, for like sure. Like being depressed, maybe there was a deep hole in your heart for oh, that. Oh,
1: yes. Right. Absolutely, it was. Wow. Um, I miss my father very much, even mm-hmm. though I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. I think that... Um, you saw pictures of him in stories? Yeah, probably? I saw pictures. Um, actually, it's only been... One picture where he graduated high school and I recently saw another one and I'm like, who's that? When I, my first, my one year birthday and I'm like, who's that guy in the back? And they're like, that's your dad. And I'm like, I never knew that. So pretty much, you know, I always longed for my father um, growing up. I just felt like something was definitely missing. Uh, as I got older, I am the oldest of six. So naturally I had a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. um, and that somewhat took a toll on me, but I was used to it. Um, you had to be the big sister, but not only that, the big mama. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> Take care I did. of the other kids. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was a lot, but it, I just took it on as this is just my life, you know, though I hated it. I'll be honest. Wow. Um, when I was 11, actually I was raped in my local neighborhood. Oh my
0: gosh. Um, now where did you grow up? I grew up in Chicago. Okay, so Chicago. And I I used to live in Chicago. Yeah, really? In Maywood and Elmhurst. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's close by. I know. (laughs) Um, And you know what?
1: Ironically, the area that I grew up in at that time when that occurred was called Terror Town. Okay. So big gang area. um, And I didn't really have the support that I needed to have gone through that. And ultimately, like it unleashed a dragon, if you will. Wow.
0: yeah. De- that's devastating. 11 years old. 11-year-old girls are mm-hmm. supposed to be, like, dressing up, yeah. coloring their books. Yeah. I mean, singing songs, playing outside, riding their yeah. bikes, Absolutely. right? Having their little friends sleepovers and stuff like yeah. that. But yet you got raped at 11 years old. Mm, I did. And and it I was did. by a, a boy that was a neighborhood friend. Yeah, Well,
1: he—I
0: saw him around,
1: you know, he— wanted me to be his girlfriend, but he was like 17. And so oh. I think ultimately my rejecting him, I would tell him like, my mama said I can't court. My mama said I can't court. And- How cute, I can't <laughs> <laughs> And so ultimately just to kind of get him off my back, I was like, um, you know, I'm talking to someone else which happened to be his friend and I don't know. It just, yeah, it was wow. very, um. It was a scary. It was a scary thing. You know, Um, And you you said it unleashed a dragon in you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Having not having the support that I needed and Mm -hmm. really being, I don't know, comforted or or anything um, at the time. I just got really promiscuous, you know, so I would say many years, you know, um, I was just out there running amok. You know, I didn't really, I didn't love myself. I didn't know who I was. You know, I didn't have a father. And honestly, I can't say that I was looking for love. It was just something, you know, some type of fulfillment. I I definitely. um, It's like a
0: vacuum in a way. Oh, yeah. The way to describe that feeling of that wanting. Yeah. I had a void for sure. Right. It's like this. It's like a black hole sometimes. Oh, yeah. We don't feel like there's a piece missing. Absolutely. And you're looking and looking. Mm hmm. And then what was the next thing that happened, like major event in your life that happened?
1: Uh, I would say so. I dropped out of high school. Pretty much. I ended up going to a military school. And um, from there, once I graduated, I was dating a guy and it was more so like, oh, I don't want to start over is what I told myself. And I pretty much declared with my mouth that I'm going to be a lesbian, you know, after I mm-hmm. dealt with that guy. And that was my life for the next
0: 10 years or so. Wow. Yeah. See, that's the part of your life that I didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting. So you yeah. kind of, it, it's kind of like this and you, you decided to try the other sex because maybe, is there a possibility there was some hurt there? It Or just, you just wasn't, you were not fulfilled. I wasn't fulfilled.
1: And um, I think. Looking back what it was, I don't know why, but at the school, uh, a lot of the ladies were like asking me, like, "Are you gay? Are you gay?" And I'm like, "No, you know." And I, I don't know what it was, but I think ultimately I just took on the identity that they gave me.
0: Yeah, And maybe they. And m- one of the girls was maybe was she hitting on you? Maybe mm, not so much. They she were just, just asking, asking me. That's really odd.
1: I know. So, is, but it's definitely a spirit that you carry. Like you right. can
0: you can see it on a person. Right. You know. Okay. So hold that thought. We're gonna be right back with the rest of Shay's story. Part of the story, you guys, I didn't even know about, so (laughs) you don't want to miss this part. Redemption's coming. Today, my friends, we were talking about my friend Shay, which she met Jesus when she was four or five. She said she didn't know him. And so her life took a turn, even though she was introduced to him, just like I was when I was four and five. I said his name, but I didn't get to know him intimately as my father, as my confidant, my comfort, the person I trust, the person I turn to. And we both took a very crazy turn in our lives. Her led down a path of exploitation, and she became a lesbian later. And then me, exploitation, call girl, stripper, into a complete drug addict. And I wrote a book called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior and actually have it in Spanish as well. This is a eye opening life story of how someone like me can be transformed from not knowing Jesus into completely surrendering and him radically changing my life, Shay's life from the inside out. And turning us into new creatures in Christ, new women of God that are changing the world as we know it. We also have it in a CD form. My husband actually produced this and I am the one speaking the entire book out on audio. So if you're interested in this, you can go to hookersforjesus.net or you can just simply go to Amazon and put in Annie Lobert and my book will pop up. If you get this book, trust me, it will be life changing. Thank you. Welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. I have my great friend Shay here and we're talking about so many whoa, just deep subjects. Uh, Her becoming a lesbian later in her life. But then also when she was younger, she was raped at 11. Shay, I wanted to go back on that, not to mm-hmm. re-bring up that trouble, but you had said to me before about when when you were promiscuous, the exploitation happened. Yeah. Can you describe what that was a little so bit?
1: So that was pretty much, I I had needs, you know, I needed money to do buy shoes because like I said, By me being the oldest, I pretty much when it was my turn to get something, I would be like, oh, you know, you can get them something. So I pretty much had to fend for myself. So if I needed a coat, if I needed shoes, I would sleep with someone. You know, ultimately, I knew that they wanted sex. So, you know, it was like a fair exchange. It's no robbery. You know, as long as I'm getting my need met, not realizing that. Ultimately, these are pedophiles that I'm dealing with. Right.
0: Yeah, you know. And, and, and they took advantage of you. Oh, yeah. mm. a, a young girl was mm-hmm. that needed shoes or whatever yep. you wanted, even if it was a fashionable, it doesn't yep. even matter. The point mm-hmm. is, they took advantage of yep. your innocence and your vulnerability. And, and maybe you thought, oh, I'm doing the right thing, but yeah. you didn't realize that they were predators, really, probably. I didn't. You were like, oh, well, because <laughs> our dad's supposed to provide that. Yeah, that much is true. He's supposed to provide our clothes and our shoes and whatever else a little girl might want, right? I mean, just that breaks my heart that you had to go through that, that you had to put yourself in that position. And that is that I'm not calling you a victim, but Mm -hmm. that is a way that the enemy comes and tries to make you a victim, that you stay in that position and you stay using people and trying to coerce and whatever. Mm -hmm. I need this for that. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. So then later, tell us what happened. You said that you went into a military school and everybody was asking you, What are you gay? And, uh, I pretty
1: much just, I wasn't, I mean, at least I didn't think, because honestly, I will say I was curious from a very young age, um, that, that I could remember. And I would say to myself, oh, I'm never, you know, I'll play around, but I'm not going to be in a relationship. I know how I am. And so when they kept asking me that, I didn't understand why. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, could they sense the curiosity that I had? And um, I just pretty much, hey, I, I took the identity that they gave me because I didn't know you know, who I was. I didn't have one, so that was pretty much my life once I, I left uh, the military
0: school. Did that fulfill you? Just it, curious. It did not. It did not. Did it, you keep uh, chasing different relationships like, oh, oh yeah, maybe I was that's the next one the next one. And the back next one. to back. Back
1: to back. Yeah. Wow. And that was really when I pretty much discovered, I guess, my brokenness. You know, I was able to connect the dots why, you know, it was re- repetitive or, you know, relationship after relationship. Um, pretty much I didn't have a father, you know.
0: So, I mean, when you're looking into a relationship to fulfill you, mm-hmm. we're always going to fail. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Jesus is our answer. Like Uh, he is our husband. Mm -hmm. He is our everything. And Mm -hmm. so I can totally relate to what you're sharing. And then tell me about what brought you to this place where you were in completely broken, where you're like, you know what? Uh, I knew Jesus at four and five. Yeah. But now. Yeah. I want to know my Jesus. So pretty much in
1: adulthood, I would say. I was early 20s. I Mm -hmm. started going to church. I was uh, connected to a church and I, I just longed for Jesus. So there were things that God gave me, you know, just I didn't. Now I know that it was discernment, but I didn't know what it was. So I would be able to weed out Uh, certain things. And I must say this though, I did say that I took on the identity that people gave me. I never justified it. Mm -hmm. You know, I never, I didn't allow people to condemn me for it, but I didn't say, Oh, I was born this way. That was one thing when people would ask, do you think that this is how you'll be your whole life? And I I would say, I don't know what God has in store for me. So I do want to put that out there, but excuse me, ultimately, um, I just, I just (laughs) I don't know. I kept um, just kind of circling back, you know, just wanting some type of fulfillment. um, And it was it was no different than Mm -hmm. the other relationships. You know, I, I didn't find anything. But ultimately, God let me know that I was to be married uh, to a man and, and to have a child And even that was something that I never desired marriage uh, In my life because there weren't many I didn't have a example of what marriage was So it wasn't anything that I desired at all um, And I, I held on to that but even Still you know telling People that I had an encounter with God And that is what he, he informed Me of people were just kind of like What he said what and so even That caused me to fall again And um, you know when God says something to you, I didn't know I needed to be still. I'm like, okay, Lord, well, where is he? What, what's going on? <laughs> and you know, I, I didn't know that just chill out. Like I got you, you got some work to do. And that was the the thing that I was missing. I was just jumping from one thing to the next. And, um, ultimately I would say last year, which I declare my Jesus year because I was 33. Um, I love it. 33. Yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't know the significance, but it was uh, a crazy year, but, uh, pretty much I did something. I was in an ungodly relationship and it just took me back 10 years. And I just said, no. And after that, I was just chasing after God. Like I knew that if I fell down that path again, it will possibly be no coming back. And you got
0: triggered. I, oh, yeah. You got triggered. Oh, And, and when we yes. get triggered and the real thing about trauma, which I don't know if, you know, if you maybe can connect that to mm. your trauma was the trigger is, no. is you're just your past and what's happened to oh, you. Oh, yeah. And so it brought you back. And that, that can happen to a lot of people that oh, have been sure. hurt yeah. and they, you know, growing up without a father and mm-hmm. then being raped at 11 and mm-hmm. then having to be exploited for your survival. Exactly. It's like that's so many different traumatic things that yeah. have happened. Mm-hmm. And then you just trying to find love, trying to find a relationship that would fulfill you. And yeah. it never happened. So but I'm so happy, Shay, that you. Came to that realization, yeah, because that's how I met you. Like yeah. that's so cool, and and yes. God is such a miraculous God. Yeah, he is, and it, you know, I was getting getting ready to tear up when you were kind of like talking about, you know, coming to the very end of that mm-hmm. that part in your life where man, I've got to surrender this oh, yes. fully to Him. Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. I okay. want to hear about that amazing poem okay. that you wrote. Yeah. I'm so excited. Me too. So everyone, we're going to hear this poem. I've never heard it. She's going to read it to us about her journey and what Christ has done in her life. Friends, you know, when I finally surrendered my life on August 2nd, 2003, honestly, I felt forgotten and I felt like I was unloved when I hit that moment and I think a lot of girls, a lot of our clients, a lot of ladies, and even men and boys that come out of the sex industry, that come out of sex trafficking, this is exactly how they feel. But let me tell you what it says. It says, when my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Psalm 27, 10. And then it says in Isaiah 43:1, do not fear for I have redeemed you, I have summoned you by name, and you are mine." And those words to me personally are so comforting because I created a program called The Destiny House for ladies like me. When I had nowhere to go on August 2nd, 2003, it was devastating. But this is a place where ladies can come and get stabilized, get out of sex trafficking, get away from their traffickers, come and lay their head and just rest. Some of the ladies, when they come out of this, and just like I was, were so tired. They just needed a rest. So that's what happens when they come into our program. They get their healing. And on the 5th, 6th, and 7th month, they get a job, go to vacational school. And you guys, it's a complete, holistic, trauma-informed healing program. We are always, always in need of donations. We are in need of your support. And if you are interested in giving money to our program, it's a nonprofit. It will go directly to the ladies' care. At You can go to hookersforjesus.net and click donate thank you so much hi and welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair we're going to hear my good friend Shay's beautiful poem that she wants to share and so you just brought this to my attention and I was like yes I think you should read it so when you wrote this where were you at in your heart Where
1: was I? Uh, You know what? God pretty much just gave me a word and it took off from there. It didn't have a title initially, but when I went back and I read it, I was just like, wow, this is him like speaking to me, giving me an identity and um, just went from there.
0: All right, girl, bring it. Get it out, man. The identity is so important, I think, to so many different people and even just to myself in Christ because... What happens is if we don't know who we are, mm-hmm. we are on this really crazy path of, yeah. okay, I'm going to try this one. I'm going to try that one. I'm going to yeah. try that relationship. I'm going to try this person. I'm going to try to make this kind of money. I'm going to be yeah. this kind of person. And it's like, if we don't know who Christ made us to be, mm-hmm. we become completely lost. Yeah. And, and then we eventually end up on this desert island. We're like, we can't get off of it because we just don't know Absolutely. how we even got there. Yeah. yeah. So and you, you know what? sailed back to the mainland of Jesus.
1: I did. I did. <laughs> and after this, after I wrote this poem, I asked God, you know, with the most sincere heart, I'm like, Lord, who am I? Who am I? I kept asking him. And he said, you're a noisemaker. And I'm like, What? Like, (laughs) what's a noisemaker? Like, not me. I'm so quiet. But I always would ask the Lord, like, why did you give me this, this spirit of just justice and fairness? Like, and ultimately, once he broke down the meaning of what a noisemaker is, I was like, oh, okay, You know, which ultimately translates into an
0: evangelist. So. That's pretty much where I'm at. Wow. Evangelist. Yes. I love that. A disruptor. (laughs) A disruptor of good news. Hey, I got some good news
1: for you. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, this is titled Created for His Purpose. Phenomenally speaking, I am she, a phenomenal woman whom God chose to be, a builder for his kingdom, a speaker of his truth. I carried an orphan spirit, so I didn't have a clue. Not knowing whose I was, I battled feelings of defeat, though I condemned myself greatly. His grace and mercy reigned on me when I thought I was ill equipped. He assured me otherwise. I've given you all that you need, my daughter. You'll surely be surprised. Never compromise yourself for fleshly desires. For I created the best for you. Continue to be steadfast and I will bless you. When I thought I was forsaken, his love stood the test of time. He fixed my crooked path, now I walk in straight lines. I knew the devil was real, yet I underestimated his hate. God called me righteous, though the battles endured seemed much too great. I sought God all these years and in my year of 33, he reminded me of his promise. It's already done. I'm using you to get the glory of my heart. Yes, you were many things in detail I should mention not, for I chose you to be a witness to make doubters believe. Share your story and your course of life so that others may be redeemed. People told you it wouldn't last forever, the pain you were going through. Joy comes in the morning, the morning it would happen I never revealed to you. You let your mind be idle, Instead of focusing on me, when, even when I convicted you out of fear, you turned your back on me. You gave in to self-pity and continued to disconnect. All the times you attempted to take your life, I wouldn't let you rest. You woke up every time questioning why you were still here. I wasn't done with you yet. I guess that was unclear. The testimony that you will share will change the world. Even if it is one life, your story will be heard. My people are waiting for you to get over yourself. I created you for my purpose. That's innovation in itself.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. Wait, okay, I loved it when you said when 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 you wrote get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> innovation. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Shay, that was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank and it's so bold. Yeah. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> How dare you hear from Absolutely. God? God have a bunch of story. Yes, yes, you know? Yes, yeah. That's so good. So I wanted to just talk about also, you know, your purpose. And, and obviously it's to evangelize and tell mm-hmm. people. And now you started out with Hookers for Jesus as an uh, INR coordinator, yeah. which is an information referral, which is basically it, outreach. And yeah. you go pick up girls and that are hurting that want to come mm-hmm. into the Destiny house or need help. And yeah. then now, because you moved away and then you came back and right. I was so happy Yeah, me too. because we had another job opening and now you're inside the Destiny house. And I I believe your partner, I think, I think, wait, I think it's Diane. Yeah. So it's kind of like a a place where you've kind of switched into now you're with the Destiny House girls themselves, which it's probably a little different now. It is. Because you're seeing things. Yeah. We have a new cutie moving in on Wednesday, so I'm so excited. All right. Um, But you're going to meet her, so, but how... I mean, how does this correlate to your story? Do you feel like God's using it? Oh, yes,
1: absolutely. Um, You know, even even to start, I must say hookers for Jesus it changed my life in the, in the, for the, for the better. Um, because at the time I was at a point where I'm just like, I just want to, Lord, I just want to work for you. I didn't know in what capacity. And I I got on the internet and I'm like, okay. And then once you guys contacted me, I got scared. I'm like, hold on, wait a second, Lord, (laughs) you know, but, um, to be able to connect with the ladies and I and you know, uh, making the initial contact as an INR coordinator. And now being in the house, it's, it's a beautiful thing because I was able to, you know, connect with them initially, follow up with them, follow through with them, pray with them, minister to them. And now I'm actually in the house so I can see the fruits of, you know, you all's labor, just destiny house, your labor too. Yeah. But I um you know, and I say that it's holy ground because it's life changing. You know, that's the way that that the Lord does us. You know, that's the way that Jesus, he snatches us right from where we're at. And he just just cleanses us. You know? So
0: I want you to do something. What? There might be someone out there that you said that one person, Shay. Yeah. In you said even if it's one person. Yeah. And your camera's right there. And I, I mm. want you to tell that person if they're, if you think they're lost and maybe you're talking to you yeah. 20 years ago, Oof. what would you say to her?
1: Well, what I would say is just don't lose hope, you know, uh, just keep praying to God. You know, um, if you don't know him, get connected with someone that does just for prayer. Um, you know, just don't lose hope. That's really The best thing that I can say, God will change everything. It will not last forever, whatever you're going through and just keep the faith. That's good. Yeah.
0: Hope. You know what? That that is the key right there Mm -hmm. is you never lost hope. Yeah. And see what God's doing now. He's using you. Oh, yeah. And it's only going to get better. You said you're going to be writing your story. Oh, yeah. And I'm so excited for that. I am. And I just want to honor you as a woman of God, and I thank you, thank you. for everything you've done for us. Yeah. And uh, but my best thank you to you is being to say thank you for being authentically you. Yeah. And for sure. It just shows and shines through your beautiful heart, and we love you. And I love you too. And I'll see you soon, girl. All right. You know you're just amazing. Thank you, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today for Annie's Peach here.